Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 122 of the podcast that was originally recorded on July 16th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week, Blood Rage, some Mystic Veil, a little Mysterium, 51st State hit the table again, and some friends and I played a little Cards Against Humanity while having some adult beverages. That was a lot of fun. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and we are on episode 122 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. Our guild on Board Game Geek is guild number 2440. Just look for what I'm playing now, and you can join us in some conversations there. Our Facebook page, just look for What I'm Playing Now on Facebook. Google Plus, we are plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Okay, let's jump into a few of the games I played for this week. And I got in quite a few good games played this week. My wife and I started off the week really good with a game of Blood Rage in. This was a game she had gotten me back around Christmas time. We haven't had a chance to play it together. I haven't had a chance to play it down at the game store. It seems like everybody, every time somebody actually has it out on the table there, like Thursday when I thought I was actually going to play it down at my down at the game store, people had already started playing. They had a four-player game going on, so I wasn't able to jump in. But my wife and I got in a couple of games this week, and I have a feeling we're going to be playing this one for a few more weeks and getting a few more games in. Blood Rage is a pretty interesting little game. It's The miniatures are spectacular. I mean, it's from Cold Mini or not. Eric Lang, this is definitely one of his his great, great greatest games that he's done. I think it was a, it was a lot of fun when we were playing it. Let's go through some of the different phases of the game so you can kind of get an idea of what the game actually is about. In the first part of the game, God's Gifts, you're actually going to be doing a draft. You're going to be dealing eight cards out to each player, and then the players will basically draft down and and retain six cards. Two of those cards will then be discarded. And then you have your action phase, which is basically where you're going to be doing the majority of things within the game, the majority of mechanics within the game. You're going to be able to invade, which is basically going to let you put a character of yours onto the board. You're going to be able to march, which is going to allow you to move those characters to different provinces on the board or different you know locations on the board. You can upgrade, which is playing a card and allowing you to then possibly play a figure onto the board so if you actually play an upgrade for your warriors or for your ship after paying the upgrade cost you then can for free place one of those miniatures onto the board you can do a quest which is laying down a quest card and then at uh, during the quest phase of the game you will be able to complete that quest card for some victory points or you can pillage which is going to allow you to attack the province that you're in, the territory that you're in, and possibly 
maybe just have a nice clean victory if you're the only one there, if none of your opponents don't have any characters around there, or the characters can actually come into the territory and then try to stop you from pillaging and getting whatever type of rewards you will be able to get uh, during the battle there. So there's a lot you can do there. One of the things I want to stress that my wife and I kind of overlooked during our first playthrough that we kind of fixed on the second and further subsequent games when we were doing invading and putting characters down, depending on where you're at on your sheet that's in front of you, you need to make sure that you don't go over placing miniatures on the board as compared to however many miniatures you can place. So one of the things I had done during our first game, I think I had put out an extra miniature or so. And when I had looked down at my board, like a round later, I looked at her and said, mm, we made a mistake here. I have too many characters on the board. And I was wondering why this seemed just a little easy. So in our second playthrough and subsequent playthroughs, that was something we definitely kept an eye out for. Other than that, the game was actually pretty easy for us to pick up on. After doing your action phase, you can do a discard phase where you're going to discard your cards that you have down to one card. So you can keep that on your tableau in front of you, which would then, can then be picked up at a later time um, or during, during the next round after the, the drafting is completed. The next phase is going to be the quest phase where you're going to be re reveal and discard all your quests that you completed and then re and then basically get the rewards for that. Then you're going to have Ragnarok, which is going to destroy the currently doomed province. So you have a track. The game basically consists of three rounds. You have a track on the right-hand side of the board, which is going to show what provinces are going to be destroyed in the upcoming rounds. And you will then place the big token on the board. That province then cannot be invaded and pretty much nothing else can happen in those territories once they have been destroyed during the Ragnarok phase. You can then obtain glory, which are basically the victory points in the game. You're going to move the doom token to the next province on your round. So within the three ages, you have the first, second, and third. So the for after the first round, you'll move it down to the second one, and then you know that that's going to be the province destroyed next. Then you're going to release Valhalla, which is basically going to allow you to remove or return all your figures to their owner's reserves, and if they were killed during the last round, you can then use them again in subsequent phases or rounds, I guess I should say. So the game's actually pretty easy to pick up on. We, we learned the game pretty quickly and easily. We had made some very small mistakes, like I said. I think the biggest mistake we made was actually me putting out too many characters and not paying attention to my board, which you know, kind of just let you only put out five characters to start off with. And until you move up that track, you're then allowed to put more characters out. So that was one of the biggest things I think we had to work, you know, watch out for in, in our subsequent playthroughs. But other than that, combat in this game is really easy to go through. It all you, It's all basically played on the cards that you have in your hand, and those will give you additional bonuses compared to the different characters that you, character models you have on the territories, which have a different rating on them based on what type of character they are. Or if you even have a monster in there, which certain monsters have different bonuses for being in different territories. So it may sound like there's a lot going on, but there really isn't. The gameplay is... I don't want to say simple. The gameplay is easy to understand, let's say. But there's actually a lot of strategy, which I think both of us really liked. We like that you can attack each other and stop somebody from obtaining a territory and, and pillaging it and getting all of the rewards. So there's some direct conflict going on. You have a little bit of area control going on. You have the drafting going on at the beginning of the round. So there's a few different mechanics built into this game that really lead it to, to come into a really fun game. We definitely like to play this with more people 
We thought it played okay with two people, but we really want to see it played with four because we have a feeling that not having those three territories, which we had to destroy at the beginning for a three-player game, there's actually three territories that become unusable at the beginning of the game when you're doing a three-player game. It kind of just limits the amount of territories you can use to place your, ter place your characters on an invade during the start of the game. So we'd kind of like to see the full board come to fruition and play with the full board with four people. So we're kind of excited to kind of see how that works out. And I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this one probably in the next couple of podcasts because I definitely want to get this one to the table again. So if you have not had a chance to play Blood Rage or see Blood Rage, definitely ask one of your friends if they have it to bring it down to the game store or go over to their house. Check out Blood Rage. Definitely a good game. Definitely one that we liked. One that we really can't wait to see get played again. Then when I had gone down to the game store on Thursday, the first game that I wanted to play and I finally did get a chance to play was Mystic Veil. I had mentioned this game last week that we actually, that my store had, or that my, my friend in the local game store actually had a demo copy in that they got in a week early. They actually had one of the AEG representatives down there that go around and demo games, come in and teach it to a bunch of people. And I was lucky enough that... Um, I was taught by one of the guys that had played in that first game, and he had picked up the game the day it had come out. So he had played it a couple of times already and had a pretty good knowledge of how the game was played. So he taught it to me and a couple of the guys. We had a good four-player game, I think, of that going on. I really like Mystic Veil. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more next week. I don't want to talk about this one until I play it a few more times because I had only got it under my belt once. But I will say that after playing it that one time, I walked out of the store with my own copy that night. I really liked the whole card building mechanic. I like deck building games. I have a feeling this will be a game my wife and I will really like. I'm hoping it plays good with two people. I haven't really seen it, seen or read too much about it being played with two players yet on a board game geek. So that was something I was looking for earlier so we're going to probably play that this coming week i will teach that to her hopefully we can get a couple of games under our belt and i'll go into a real good explanation of mystic veil next week but so far from what i've seen like i said i played it and i walked out of the store with my own copy so i kind of like mystic veil and i i think the art on the cards is really nice and i just think that whole plastic card and inserting it into the the card sleeves and everything just sounds like a really kind of neat and interesting mechanic, one that I'd like to revisit a little bit more. After we played some Mystic Veil, we got in a quick game of Mysterium. This was a game I haven't played in a while. I talked about this in an earlier episode, and I had played this several times before. I was actually the ghost this time. This was my first time being the ghost, and wow, I had never realized how hard of a time it is to actually be the ghost. It's definitely tricky being the ghost, and I'm not too sure if I really liked being the ghost. Since I had been so long since I played it, I actually had to have the owner come over and kind of help me set up the game because I wasn't really too sure how to set up the game from a ghost side, and I was trying to explain to the guys that were playing what their whole role in the game was, and they caught on pretty quick. They actually won the game in um, a pretty fast fashion. Uh, there was... There was one player that I was having a trouble with getting them past their first set of cards, uh, which was the uh, player card. But once everybody got their player cards, I was able to give pretty decent clues in for the rest of them, and they were able to pick up what they were as far as location and for the weapon very easily. And the one thing, they didn't have a lot of cards that they had or you know a lot of cards that they had moved up on the track so at the end of the game they only got one card for a clue and one person was actually able to figure it out and actually win the game for him so it was pretty cool everybody liked the game the group i was playing with really weren't into this type of game style so it 
It definitely wasn't one of their more favorite games of the evening, but everybody had a good time. We liked it. But then we quickly moved on to 51st State. 51st State's a game I've talked about in the past few podcasts. I was able to teach this one much better since I, I know 51st State quite well, quite more than Mysterium, actually. And everybody had a great time with 51st State. This is a game I really like. I actually played New York again. I had a real hard time getting New York going with my engine. I just couldn't get a lot going. Finally, towards the end of the game, when I got everything going, everybody else was well beyond 25 and the game had ended. So I'm still I'm still kind of torn and wondering if New York is kind of a little trickier to play than some of the other t- um, than some of the other factions. But I was surprised that my store had gotten in a demo copy for this one as well. And the, the they actually had gotten a game in with the upgraded components where they had the etched um, weapons and everything. But the one thing their game box didn't contain, and I looked all over for it, were the extra two faction cards that I was kind of hoping they would have had so we could have actually played with those. So I was kind of really bummed out that while they had the nicer components and you know they're just kind of etched a little and painted a little bit, they do look a little bit better than what my just wooden tokens look like. But they didn't have the two extra factions, which really bummed me out. So I'm hoping that we can find or that I can find these extra factions maybe on Portal's website or on Board Game Geek here soon. And that those will become available because I would definitely like to try out the extra factions that came in that pre-order pack that you got in order from Portal Games. Which, in hindsight, I kind of wish, really wish I would have done. And then that was it for Thursday evening. And then last night, my wife and I went over to some friend's house and we sat around and played Cards Against Humanity all evening. This is this is a game I know everybody's familiar with. This is a game that I've actually watched tabletop. I think I've watched it played on tabletop. I've watched uh, the guys from Giant Bomb who do a lot with video games play this uh, before. My wife and I had never actually played it. I've seen the cards before I read them. We both knew essentially how the game was played. We had just never played it. But um, with everybody sitting around drinking and me not since I was driving was kind of a bummer. We still had a great time. Everybody really was just laughing throughout the whole night playing cards against humanity. So I can see why at a party kind of game and when you're playing with people who who don't really game with like Blood Rage or Mystic Veil and play those types of board games, why Cards Against Humanity is kind of a little more popular because it is kind of just funny when you get a bunch of people sitting around drinking and playing cards and just having a really good time. I I wouldn't mind playing Cards Against Humanity again. I really liked it, but I could see that this is definitely something we will never play down at the friendly local game store because it's it's something that probably should be kept played at, at, at your house and just, you know, not not definitely out in public. So that's it. Those are the games I played for the week. So let's talk about a few of the games that I want to play. Well, besides Mystic Veil and really wanting to play that again and getting into that, one of the other games that my wife had gotten me for Christmas that I was really hoping to kind of get to the table and I'm hoping I can play before I go out to Gen Con is Mage Wars Academy. I'm hoping we can maybe sit down and learn this and then maybe possibly pick up a few of the expansions out there. Also, Arkwright is a game that I've been looking at down at my local game store. I've been, I came close to purchasing this last week, but then the owner said that my copy of Food Chain Magnate may be coming in here shortly. I believe he has several on order from his distributor. So hopefully he's finally going to get in Food Chain Magnate because I'm kind of holding off on waiting to purchase too many games since I know the price on Food Chain Magnate is definitely a little bit on the higher end. So I wanted to make sure that I was able to afford that and not have to put that off with 
that comes in because the minute that he gets that in, I definitely want to be able to bring that home, rip that open, and start playing that. So those are a couple of games that I'm hoping to get to the table in the next week or two. Other than that, this is going to be a quicker podcast. My wife and I have been super busy around the house here. She's actually starting up a brand new job, so we've been trying to get a lot of things ready for that and just make sure we have everything going in in that regard so we can take care of the dog and everything. So just a really, really busy week, but I did get in quite a few good games. So as always, send me some email. Let me know what you're playing now. Send the emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us on Board Game Geek. Our guild is 2440. Join us there for some conversations on some games. On Twitter, at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. On Facebook, you can just do a search for What I'm Playing Now, and you will find us on Facebook. Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And as always, Twitch. Our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. So everybody, don't forget what you have to do or what you should do. Go play some games and then let me know what you're playing now. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me for another podcast. I'll be back next week with some more good games and some more discussions on some games. Have a great week, everybody. Go play some games and we'll see you then. Bye bye.